Welcome to the Daily Bite. I'm your host, Reverend Steve Andrews. Today really jumps into the the meat of prophecy in the book of Revelation, where we have a lot of symbolic literature going on. And so we dig in, Revelation chapter 4. After this I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven, and the first voice, which I had heard speaking to me like a trumpet, said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne stood in heaven, with one seated on the throne, and he who sat there had the appearance of jasper and carnelian, and around the throne was a rainbow that had the appearance of an emerald. Around the throne were twenty-four thrones, and seated on the thrones were twenty-four elders, clothed in white garments, with golden crowns on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning and rumblings and peals of thunder, and before the throne were burning seven torches of fire, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was, as it were, a sea of glass, like crystal. And around the throne, on each of the throne, on each side of the throne, are four living creatures, full of eyes in front and behind. The first living creature, like a lion, the second living creature, like an ox, the third living creature, like the face of a man, and the fourth living creature, like an eagle in flight. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around and within, and day and night they never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the twenty-four elders fall down before him who is seated on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. This is the word of the Lord. So our text today, we only have chapter 4, but really chapters 4 and 5 fit together perfectly. Just as chapters 2 and 3 give us the whole seven letters, and when you break them up, you only get some of the letters, so it is here. Together, taken together, chapters 4 and 5 talk to us about the Trinity, the triune God. The throne, here, is the Father. The seven torches is the Holy Spirit. And the Lamb, who doesn't appear until chapter 5, is Jesus. So the whole Trinity is involved. We're going to talk about that today and tomorrow in this regard. Really, chapter 4 is praising God for the beauty of his creation, and chapter 5 is praising God for the beauty of his salvation. So 4 is creation, 5 is salvation, and what we are praising the Lord for. So that's something to keep in mind. And so today, one of the things you could do with your children is... Well, you could worship. That's good. That's always good to do. But you could also talk about God's creation. Talk about the things of of God's creation that your children really are thankful for. Look around you. Give thanks for the things that you have, for the things that you see, for how God provides for you in this world with the, the splendor that is his creation. That's our theme for the day as we look at this, and that's kind of how I think I'll take the chapters here in the book of Revelation as we move forward, just for the sake of keeping the show brief. Um, Otherwise, we could easily spend 
we could probably easily spend at least an hour on each chapter in in this podcast and i know that's not the intent so we're gonna we're gonna try a little bit of a different approach for the next couple of weeks as we look these things through so chapter four praising god the triune god for his creation so we have really an open door invitation just like it was to the church of philadelphia in the previous chapter uh, john has been invited to see what the lord would like to show him and so he hears the speaking uh, the speaker is not identified that's common in the book of revelation we we had the identity of the speaker in chapters two and three with the letters to the churches it was jesus but oftentimes in this book it's going to be an unnamed speaker there will be times we'll see it's an angel who speaks or it's god who speaks but so frequently it'll be unknown and so this one's unknown and that's okay we don't need to know all the details that's good to be able to share with our kids too we don't know it all and that's okay what the what the speaker says i will show you what must take place after this very similar to words that jesus would speak to his disciples as he he showed them what must take place in order that he would save them so i i did not look up the, the specific verse reference but i do recall that language being in matthew's gospel i think that would probably be around matthew chapter 17 one of the passion predictions so after he's come down the mount of transfiguration he's been transfigured he begins to show the disciples that he must suffer and die and be raised again so check matthew 17 for that that cross reference here verse 2 at once i was in the spirit is a a reference to john receiving a vision so the spirit coming to john to teach john to show john something to reveal to him what it is that he reveals and then you have this this wondrous vision so okay before we get to that a throne stood in heaven with one seated on the throne that's the father then we have the vision of what that looks like he who sat there had the appearance of jasper and carnelian and there was a rainbow around the throne with the appearance of an emerald the picture here is just supposed to overwhelm you in its beauty and we'll see that again and again in, in revelation especially the new jerusalem as christ describes his bride in revelation 21 incredible but i mean think of this here think of of the splendor and the majesty that this site might actually look like you know the example that I, I, I read on this. I don't remember if this was in the study Bible or from Dr. Brighton's commentary. By the way, if you want to know more on, on Revelation, Dr. Brighton's commentary from Concordia Publishing House. And Dr. Brighton was the LCMS foremost expert on this book um, for many years, taught our seminarians. So our pastors got to learn this from him for more than a generation. Um, excellent, sharp mind on this topic. And there's a there's the Concordia commentary series, a, a thick blue one um, that goes through all the Greek and and studies it deeply. But there's a I don't remember the exact title of the one that is is a little thinner than that and, and takes out the Greek study and is aimed for members of a congregation to make use of. Whereas the the blue ones are are a little bit more geared towards our pastors, but a lay person could make use of them as well if they'd like to. 
essentially I think that other series just takes out all the all the translational notes pretty much to come up with the, the new book. So I would recommend it or you can check online. If you have access to, to contact me, certainly do. I can point it out to you directly. Otherwise, you can look online. Uh, the seminary, Concordia Seminary in St. Louis, has recordings of some of their old classes, and you can listen to Dr. Brighton teach on the book of Revelation. Anyway, to to get back on track here, um, I read it, I believe it was from Brighton, gave the picture of the sun. You can't look at the sun, you just can't. And yet it still gives light to the world, and it still is a beneficial thing to us, and you can see its reflections. They took that to point to God's appearance here. This isn't to say that, G, that God the Father looked like an emerald, um, as much as it is to say that his, his glory was so marvelous, and John is simply trying to describe that for us. And God's glory is reflected to us, just like these stones, a pure stone of these kinds, would so beautifully reflect the light that shines upon them. So that was a, another way to maybe think of this, but I, I think just the, the sheer beauty is, is the reference that we want to cling to here, uh, how wondrous this vision would have looked, how God is going to look, does look. Now you've got the 24 thrones and the 24 elders. 12 plus 12 equals 24. So the 12 Old Testament tribes, the sons of Jacob, and the 12 New Testament apostles. That represents the Old Testament church, the New Testament church. These are the elders. I mean, whether it's very specifically those 24 men that we just mentioned, could well be. Um, but the picture here is, is still of the church as a whole. And then they're wearing white garments, Revelation 7. They have golden crowns on their head. We're going to see those again in verse 10. Uh, but a reference to Smyrna in chapter 2, verse 10, where we learn that God would bless us with the crown of life. And so we have this picture that they are on their thrones around him, gathered around the throne. The church gathers around the throne of God. And then out of that throne comes power. Like Mount Sinai, when God appeared to Moses in Exodus chapter 19, verse 16, we see these kinds of things. Great power from God. Literally, it strikes you with awe. Awestruck. Uh, the word awe doesn't, you know, as we think of awesome. Awesome doesn't mean great. Not in the sense that we think. Awe means fear, and some is the end for worthy. So awesome is something that is worthy of fear. This would be an awe-striking vision, casting John into fear. And we're going to see that from John, although we don't in this particular ver uh, chapter. Now, and we have seen it, actually, going back to chapter 1. Jesus had to tell him to not be afraid. The seven spirits in verse 5 is a reference to the Holy Spirit. So seven is, again, that number of perfection, that number of holiness, um, so seven spirits, the Holy Spirit. You can also picture this with the Old Testament tabernacle, that they had the golden lampstand in there, and that that would have had the seven lights on it, uh, the seven candles that they were to trim each day um, to give light to God's house. And that is the Spirit's role here. The Spirit is involved in all of this. And then you get the sea of glass 
in verse 6. And what this is showing in the vision, probably a reference to separation, that John does not get to approach the throne. Not yet. He's not yet there. Although he would have been one of the 12 elders, if we're doing literally 12 elders from the New Testament, the apostles, John would be one of the 12. God is timeless, so he can work outside of time. Anyway, sorry for that distraction. Uh, sea of glass like crystal. The sea is rough in the world today. And that is a picture of our sin and our, our, our death. Uh, and we'll see that even the sea talked that way here in the book of Revelation later. But at the moment, uh, compare that, that quietness here. Instead of a rough sea, it's a sea of glass like crystal. It's almost like a, just a sheet of glass, nice and smooth and calm. Because God takes away the sin of the world. So there's still separation for John as he sees this vision. But it is nonetheless a vision that is without sin in the heavenly throne room before the Lord. And then you get the four living creatures. And there have been lots of guesses and in history about these. Maybe the highest rank of angels. Uh, maybe it represents the four gospels. The way I go, the way Dr. Brighton goes on this, is that they represent all of creation. So you think of these four living creatures. One's like a lion. So the lion represents the, the animals of the world, the beasts of the field that do, do as they please in God's creation. The ox is a beast of burden that man has tamed for the sake of caring for creation. And then you have man himself that God has given to care for creation. And then you have an eagle, so you have a bird of the heavens. Um, so you have a, a large here representation without the sea. The sea is a different thing in Revelation. We'll get to that in other chapters. But you have the rest of creation represented then in these four living creatures. So as you see the four living creatures in the book of Revelation, they can be taken to mean creation itself. So the 24 elders is the church, and the four living creatures is creation. Together, they praise God here in the rest of the chapter. So verse 8, day and night, without ceasing, creation praises God. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And if you worship in a Lutheran church, those words are probably familiar to you because we sing them as a part of our liturgy. I won't sing for you on the podcast today. Someday I might, but not today. And then as we get to verse 10, uh, the, in response to the church, sorry, in response to creation praising God, now the church praises God, the 24 elders. And they cast their crowns, so again, the crown of life, before the Lord, saying that he is the one who is worthy of all glory. So everything is to point to God and to what God has done. He is the one worthy of all glory and honor and power. He has, for you have, created all things. By your will they existed and were created. So chapter 4 praises God for his creation. Tomorrow we will get to praise God for his salvation. So again with your children today, reflect on the things of creation that God has made. Uh, be thankful for it, rejoice in it, and you can get very specific with that. And the things that your children are especially thankful for as well.